Last week, guys, we, we're, we're hitting some pretty major stuff. And let me remind you, we're kind of heading toward uh, Romans 9 to 11. And yes, we will get there probably next month sometime. But I, but I want to kind of prepare the platter, okay? Um, yesterday, I, I, I'm really worried about a kind of biblical theological ignorance in the church. Um, God, don't be offended. But yesterday, I, I, I was interviewing. I'm on this board of ministry. They actually put me on a board on the district. Can you imagine that? Wait till I'm on in the year and get to straighten it out. Um, but guys, I was amazed at the shallow kind of regurgitating words, answers I got from these people that are going to be our pastors. And I would say that if the DS was sitting here, Hambrick, who's in charge of that group, was sitting here, guys, we need to dig into this stuff. We need to know the Word of God. We need to become people who are disciple makers, not just disciples. We need to be people who are disciple makers ready to lead young Christians to the glory of God. Is anybody listening to me? I know, I know that the church doesn't do that anymore. But that's the call of the church. And one of these days, you're going to stand before the Father and He's going to say, did you get my work done? You're going to say, well, you know, nobody around me was doing it. He's going to say, I, don't, I couldn't care less what anybody around you is doing. I don't care what other pastors are doing. I don't care what other churches are doing. You've got to understand, I, I don't care. My Bible says, go make disciples. It doesn't say, go gather a crowd in a church. You understand what I'm saying? And guys, we need to get serious about this. Okay? I'm switching stuff up again. Next Sunday night, once a month for sure, hopefully the church will say we need this every week, but I'm going to let you tell me that. But next Sunday night, we're going to gather together. And it's, it's kind of going to be leadership slash prayer. Because let me tell you something. Something ain't quite working here. Okay? We are not reaching the lost. We are not reaching the community. There's something broke, and we got to fix it. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right? You're a great group of people. Listen, every pastor in this district would think they went to heaven if they were the pastor here. Okay? Got to understand that. Greatest group of people in the world. Your pastor ain't never satisfied. Because as long as there's one person within a few miles of this church that doesn't know Jesus, is under the dominion of Satan, and eventually is going to burn to hell, I will not be satisfied. Do you hear what I'm saying? And that's okay. You can go up there. There's plenty of churches. They don't do nothing. But the bottom line is, here, we're going to go, and we're going to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we are going to teach them what Jesus Christ taught in his life and with his lips. And that's what we're going to do. And if you don't want to be a part of that, that's cool. You can answer for that because you will have the opportunity for that. But that is your call. We're figuring it out for two-year-olds to five-year-olds and our younger children, our youth. And we're trying to put all this together so that in the next few years, this is the place to come. I don't even care if you attend here. This is the place to come to learn how to be a great disciple maker of Jesus Christ 
But to be a great disciple maker of Jesus Christ, you need to become a great man or woman of Jesus Christ. You can't teach above your head. You can't do it. You hear what I'm saying? Okay. Can anybody see how serious I am about this stuff? Okay, I've talked about it long enough. We got to get this done. All right. Last week we were studying Romans 6. Does anybody remember what, com- what my theological statement was about Romans 6 and 7? seven, comes after seven. seven, com- seven Romans 7 comes after Romans 6. Yeah. Now, there's a theological nugget <laughs> that you need to write down. And I laugh about that, but you do need to write it down. And you do need to study those two chapters because in, in Romans 6, you're freed from sin. Romans 7, you're doing the very thing you don't want to do. Can anybody say schizophrenic? Huh? Bipolar. Can anybody say reality? I want to tell you right up front, lots of times you are going to feel like there's something wrong with you when you are truly serious about serving and worshiping and living for Jesus Christ. Because what Romans 7 goes on to say is is that in my mind, I want to serve and worship God, but there's something going on in my body, in my life, that ain't quite holy. Anybody else struggle with that? There's like this whoop, 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 you know, and you're not sure what to do with it, you know, and I, I, you know, and here's the thing I want you to hear. You're okay. Look at the person next to you and say, say it with, say it with emphasis. You're You're okay. You're okay. So many folks don't realize I'm okay. You think of the guy who wrote Romans, Paul. Paul was constantly saying, you've got to be holy. Follow me. Let's go. On the other hand, he's saying, I'm the chiefest of sinners. Make up your stinking mind. But aren't they both true? You see, because I don't know about you, but I've never left humanity. Looking forward to the day. Don't want to go right now. Love my kids, grandkids, wife, too much to go. Unless he... Besides time, then guess what? You out of here. But the reality is, is, is this is part of the human Christian deity human dilemma, isn't it? And there are just too many people. See, I, what I grew up in were, was, was a neurosis that, whoa, I got sanctified. I never sinned. Now that's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, Jack. No, I'm sorry. You know, some of the meanest, nastiest, ugliest people I ever met in my life were saved, sanctified, and going to heaven. I'm serious. Anybody ever meet any of them? Seriously. Now, that's cuckoo. The other side is, well, I can do whatever I want and God understand. Anybody ever heard that? I live by grace. No, you don't. You're a slacker. You ain't born again because you have no desire to do God's will. That really makes you popular when you tell people that. <laughs> you know, that's when you don't want the pastoral vote to go on. You know? But 
This is part of what's going on. And, and the very time you're doing the very thing that you don't want to do, it, girls, go ahead and put the scripture up there. I'll get to it. I just want to know it's there when I'm ready. My wife wonders how I do that. How I go off on a tangent and come back. It's talent. It's also called ADHD. But guys, you need to hear this. And here's what you need to remember. When you do the very thing you don't want to do. Are you with me? You need to remember. Who shall separate me from this body of sin and death? Thanks be to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. About half of you missed it. Thanks be to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Please hear that. Please hear that. He is the only hope you have because you are never going to be pretty enough. You're never going to do enough. You're never going to give enough. You're, you're never going to be the person that's worthy of his holiness. You're just not. We find hope and we find hallelujah and we find forgiveness in the love and grace of Jesus Christ alone. Amen. Amen. Thanks be to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Look at chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore. I know what it is. I'm just putting a little emphasis into it. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Huh? None. So why do we carry this junk around with us? None. Absolutely none. I hear, oh, I'm just so broken. Not me, Jack. I am saved and forgiven by the grace of Jesus Christ. And I'm stepping high. Amen? Amen. Enough of this stuff. If you want to be broken, be broke. If you want to be fixed, be fixed. You don't have to walk around with this garbage on your mind and on your heart. A little sniffle, excuse me. You don't have to carry this garbage with you. Everything you've ever done, no matter how bad it is, has been forgiven by the love and grace of Jesus Christ. If you confess it, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and to cleanse you from most unrighteousness. That's not what it says. Thought I'd catch you. It says all unrighteousness. Just want to make you careful for them amen. You know what I'm saying? All of it. So why do we carry it around with us? 
Well, you know, people remember. Who cares what people remember? A lot of people don't like me. And praise God, I don't care. I'm sorry, I don't like a lot of them either. I love them. I'll die for them. But that don't mean I like them. They just left this church, went and destroyed another one. No, I'm serious. Please hear that. Please hear that, guys. Satan tries to tell people, well, you just got to really like them and have a great relationship. No. There are some people I don't want any relationship with unless God brings it together. Because they're jerks. And they're church jerks, lots of them. Amen? I, I don't care about that. You know. But you need to hear what I'm saying. I don't carry that garbage with me. That's their problem. Are you with me? I've done some really stupid things in my past. Really, really, really dumb things. Don't sit there and look at me like I got a problem. Because let me help you with this. Let me lead you in this. You've done some really stupid things too. Amen? There's a couple of you sitting there going, "Mm, not me. You're the worst. But you need to hear what I'm saying. When I confess that before my heavenly father, it was immediately forgiven. If I put it back on my back or I carry it around, that's my fault and it is sin. The reason so many are ineffective is because they cannot fathom or live out the forgiveness of God. When I say, Lord, forgive me for this, and Satan tries to bring it into my head, it is my responsibility by the grace of God to say, get your ugly self out of my head. Are you with me? You know? Well, you know, I can't forget. Well, ask his help to forget. Are you with me? There is so much ineffectiveness because we're living in this numbed life of the past. We need to let it go. Because you know what? I got enough problems today. To stink and worry about this. I need to move on. And deal Satan a blow in my life today. But I can't do that if I'm stuck on the stupid thing I did 10 years ago. Oh, pastor. Let me just give you I had an abortion. Okay. That's a hard thing. You know, it's a hard thing psychologically to deal with. But if you've asked forgiveness, it is gone in the mind of God. And it is thrown as far as the east. I don't know who has had abortion. I don't know if anybody has. So if you have, I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking. If you ask forgiveness, 
It is thrown as far as the east is from the west to the bottom of the ocean. And God Almighty will never bring it up again. You see, no matter what you've done, I see divorcees who never get over their divorce. They never, I don't, you know, well, it was my fault. Okay. But what's the difference between my sin and that sin? Absolutely nothing. If it was your fault, ask forgiveness, move on, grow in holiness, and never do it again. <laughs> Are you with me there? You know, because the bottom line is, here's the big problem I see. I see a lot of people who ask forgiveness like my grandson. You tell your sister you're sorry. Sorry. You ever seen that happen? <sighs> sorry. The back of his mind, when mommy and daddy walk away, I'm going to smack the snot out of her. Huh? You know what I'm saying? You ever do that to God? Lord, forgive me for that. But in the back of your mind, your mind, you know that when the circumstance comes up, you're going to do it again. And kids, there's a problem there, isn't there? Okay? You say, well, Pastor, what do I do with that? What you do with that is you get on your knees and you begin to pray. Lord, help me. Because I don't know how to let this sin go. Anybody ever been there? Lord, I, I, I don't know what to do with this. Let me be fully honest with people. We need to say, Lord... Right now, this sin is more important to me than you. Me having this is more important to me than you. Me doing this is more important than you. Nobody wants to admit that, but the reality is, is if we don't deal with this stuff, that's where we are. Are you with me? And these things are so important. And the problem in the church is, 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 I was talking to a friend who's starting a church in Pittsburgh, I mean, um, Georgia this week. And he was telling me, up, up north here, there's such an emphasis on grace, there's no emphasis on repentance and actually dealing with sin. He said, now, you get down south, all they want to do is go the opposite direction, which is imbalanced. But the bottom line is, guys... If you want the grace of Jesus Christ flowing through your veins and your life, you need to hear this. You need to get serious about the sin you're asking forgiveness for. Yeah. Amen. Amen. If you've deemed that somehow God's okay with your sin, I don't know where you get that biblically, but the bottom line is you can't count on the grace of God in that area of your life. But let me help you with something. If you'll get serious with him, and you'll say, God, I want to be forgiven of that. I want that out of my life. I want to be cleansed from all unrighteousness. Let me help you with something. It may take some time, but he will get you there. Let me go on and read the next few verses, just and then I'll finish. 
because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit gives life, uh, who gives life, has set you free from the law of sin and death. Enough of this, sin's okay, everybody does it, shumbalahala garbage. I don't care what any theologian says. I don't care what any doctrine says. I don't care what anything of man says. Read the book. Verse 3. For what the law, now let me explain the law. Law are human dynamics. I grew up with them. Somehow not going to movies gave, gave me prowess or holiness. Now, not going to movies kept my mind where it needed to be. But it was not something, some way to prove to God I loved him. Did y'all get that? I, mean, I grew up with that trash. Anybody else? It took the place of grace. It made people weak. Are you just telling us to do whatever we want? Let me help you with something. If you're an actual Christian living by the grace of God, you'll do what God wants. You don't need me to tell you what to do. This is, this is, this is killer, guys. Well, you know, I need somebody to tell me what to do. Get in Christ. Get in the Holy Spirit. Get in the Word, and God will tell you exactly what to do and what not to do. And here's the cool part. If I tell you what not to do, I've got to give you the ability to do, not do it. If God tells you what not to do, He will give you the ability not to do it. I am weak. He's awesome. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so He condemned sin in the flesh. In order. That's a... This is so cool. you got to listen. I know, I know most of you sleep, but listen. In order that the righteous requirement of the law, everything... The Ten Commandments, all of the stuff they came up with, all of the rules that we came up with, all of the things these old women told you had to do or not do, all of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Somebody say hallelujah. Everything that needed to be met, everything that needed to be accomplished, everything that needed to be overcome, everything that everybody could come up with. Oh, my goodness. Honestly, when I was about 15, 16 years old, I stood up at church and I said, I have heard 972,000 things I can't do. What can I do? And my mother was so mad. If she could have, she would have beaten me. But I was serious. I was serious. I want you to understand. You don't get the grace and power of the holiness of God by not doing things man tells you not to do. You get it by the grace of God. Oh, well, that means I could do whatever. If you're going to do whatever, you're not saved. You hear what I'm saying? 
If, if you're just going to do whatever, you need to get saved. You need to be born again. Amen? Amen. I'm serious. It's, this, is, this is silly talk to me. So I have people, oh, you know, you're an you know, antinomianist. I said, man, you don't even know what an antinomianist is. You just read it in a stupid book. I'm not telling you there is no law. I'm telling you that the Spirit of God can lead you in every step and every thought and every decision you will ever make. Amen? Amen. And if you do something stupid, and we all do, we have an advocate with the Father. And you confess what you just did before the Father. And He is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Now that doesn't mean you go do it again. That means you leave that place and you make sure by the grace of God you do the best you possibly can to never do it again. Let me say one other thing before we have communion. You like forgiveness? Anybody here like forgiveness? Anybody like, like the concept? Anybody read the whole book? If you don't forgive, you're not forgiven. Oh man, that stinks. That person really hurt me. Anybody here been hurt? Seriously. That hurts. It stings. Sometimes the scar never seems to go away. Anybody with me? Here's the thing you need to get. I've seen people who have been hurt tremendously. And you know what? When you first choose to forgive that person, (laughs) it's a struggle. Sometimes you still want to punch them in the face. Amen? Amen? You with me? Huh? But if you're serious about doing God and His Word, somebody say amen. Amen. If you're serious about becoming that man or woman God created you to be, somebody say amen. amen. Okay? If you're serious about finding freedom in your life, You will allow the grace of God to be sufficient. You will not allow the dominion of Satan to keep his hold on your mind and your heart. You will absolutely seek the freedom that only God can bring. And you can be delivered. You can be set free. You can get to the point. And here's usually what happens. God has brought you to forgiveness. About six months later, you realize, oh my goodness, I forgave that sucker. I don't hate them no more. Now, if you think you're just going to pray, now I lay me down to sleep and God's going to help you to forgive that person, you've lost your stinking mind. But how serious are you about the Word of God? How serious are you about the truth of God? Or do you just want the peace you want? Let me help you with something. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you have hate in your heart, if you have bitterness in your heart, you are under the dominion of Satan. 
But Jesus Christ died and rose again to set you free from that. Amen. 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 Amen.